So Elon Musk had before before we get to what he had to say about everything, he had good news on his uh, his big business call yesterday, didn't he? For Tesla, yeah, they actually made a profit in the first quarter. It's you know fairly modest, but it was like sixteen million dollars or something like that, and uh, that was unexpected. And he's talking about the company is, I believe the phrase was balls to the wall, a hundred percent ahead on developing new. What kind of an expression is that? Yeah, I don't know what exactly. Is, Am I like that backed that up mean? to the wall or facing it or anyway? I'm facing um, the wall. I did. Mm, it's, it's, I'm sure it's probably comes from World War II or warfare, like so many uh, of our expressions do. Mm. Last ditch effort, the whole nine yards, all that stuff. Um, B to the W. I don't know what that means actually. I, I, I don't either. If mine ever were, I'd be uh, I'd be concerned. I thought the whole nine yards was about dresses. I thought that was uh, the length of the uh, like machine gun um, something or other. I think I'd also heard that it was a fabric. Yeah, it was I, a, I, I, yeah, I could, the number could of be. yards in a fancy dress. They went the whole nine or yards. a military uniform. Never undermine me, Sean. Yeah, I don't know, or 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 it could be uh, both or neither. Is the way a lot of these things work. Yeah, yeah. Mark Twain said this. Uh, right. So, yeah, uh, Elon Musk had some good business news, but then unable to restrain himself, the liberty-loving immigrant uh, went off on the current stay-at-home orders and uh, and the impact it's having on Tesla and, and more importantly, I think, well, uh, more importantly to me, frankly, um, to small businesses all over America. Uh, let's start with uh, clip number 17, Sean. We are a bit worried about not being able to resume production um, in the Bay Area, and, and that should be identified as a serious risk. Um, that, you know, that we, we, we only have two car factories right now, one in Shanghai and one in mm-hmm. the Bay Area, and the Bay Area produces the vast majority of our cars, uh, all of SNX um, uh, uh, and, and most of the three and all of the Y. So. Um, the, the extension of the shelter-in-place, uh, or frankly, I would call it forcibly imprisoning people in their homes uh, against all their constitutional rights, that my opinion, and breaking people's freedoms in ways that are horrible and, and wrong, uh, and not why people came to America or built this country. What the f***? Excuse me. Um, people, the outrage, it's an outrage. Um, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it will cause great harm, not just to Tesla, but to many companies. Um, and while Tesla will weather the storm, there are many small companies that will not. And, and, and all the people's, everything people have worked for their whole life is, going to get, is, is being destroyed in real time. Um, and we're going to have many suppliers, and are, are having many suppliers that are having super hard times, especially the small ones. Um, and it, it's, it's causing a lot of strife to a lot of people. That's African-American Elon Musk saying this is not why people moved to America and built this country. What the blank? Amen, Elon. Uh, Imprisoning people in their homes, he said. Right, right. And then uh, clip number 16 where he brings it home. Is it right to infringe upon people's rights? As as what is is happening right now. Um, I think the the people are going to be very angry about this and are very angry. it's like somebody should be if somebody wants to stay in their house that's that's great they should be allowed to stay in their house and they should not be compelled to leave but to say that they cannot leave their house um, and they will be arrested if they do this is this is a this is a, this is fascist this is not democratic this is not freedom 
give people back the goddamn freedom. Amen, Elon. So calm while saying really strong things. That's yeah. how he always is. He's, he, That's his nature, yeah. Yeah, it's very engineery and very calculated, everything that he says. It's, yeah, but he's it, obviously fired up. How come his... his uh, uh, because emotions uh, lead you to dangerous paths, and it's important to remain what calm. What the F? This is fascism. This yeah, isn't this why is, people come to this country. He has a Mr. Spockian uh, temperament, You're apparently. People and give people but, back their GD freedom. I've never been this angry in my entire life. My, I'm ready to explode and commit uh, mass homicides. Absolutely can, livid right now. I'm seeing yeah. red. I'm so angry. My hands are shaking. Uh, my heart rate is almost 50 beats per minute. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a ball bat, I would go to the Capitol now and, well, God help me. Uh, so, uh, listen, and, and, uh, as the curve is completely flat, and l- around here, if you're not, if you're new to the show, for instance, we're not deniers. We're not, this is nothing. It's the flu. It's not the flu. It's a horrible, insidious disease that, that kills lots of people. Not as many people as we thought, but uh, it's, it's, it's terrible. On the other hand, in your blue states, your nanny states, your would-be socialist utopias, the leaders of those states, from New York to Illinois to California and all points in between, are doubling down on the restrictions. Even as cases wane, pretty, pretty Gavin Newsom, the would-be dictator of California, has decided because he's pissed off personally that people went to beaches and parks and socially isolated and were masked up. And, and freaking nobody caught the, the Chinese bat fever at the park. Um, he's decided he's going to close all state beaches and parks, even though the curve is flat and there are less cases. It's, it's utterly outrageous. And, and listen, be smart, people, or, or you're, you're not uh, my buddy. Social distance, mask up, don't speak damply on each other, to quote Justin Trudeau of Canada, and go to the park. Go to the golf course. Go to the beach. Do it. Wow. I, seriously. Radio host Joe Getty asking for people to defy laws. Civil disobedience. I say absolutely. And then let the courts decide. We were talking about a California business that a guy uh, we used to know is going to open his gyms. Do it. There, We got this note here. You know what? I'm going to quote a little bit from it. From, you can't stop me, Jack. I'm, I'm fired up. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're... Uh, this is a, an art gallery in Napa, California. We're reopening our art gallery in downtown Napa no later than your 11 a.m. Monday. Gallery. Oh, my God, your art gallery. Who's ever been uh, within six feet of more than one person at an art gallery in their life? No kidding. <laughs> uh, we're no later than uh, 11 a.m. Monday. Appropriate and adequate social distancing protocol will be in cl- place and observed. Uh, city, county, and state officials are being notified with encouragement to adjust any policies and plans accordingly. Uh, as of next Monday, our gallery's doors will have been closed by county and state order for six weeks and three days. Over that span, the county of Napa, population 138,000, has recorded two deaths attributable to the COVID-19 virus, both from over three weeks ago, with 60 confirmed cases in the county total, of which 26 have recovered by the most recent county report. As of last Monday, there were three known cases in the entire county hospitalized, including one in intensive care. We've been averaging fewer than two new cases reported daily since the first two were reported March 22nd, etc. There is no justification for having that gallery forcibly closed. None. Yeah. 
Yep, hard to argue with that. I'm I'm like Elon Musk. I'm so mad. I I might just have to walk out of the room. I'm about to say something I'll regret. I'm just I've never been this angry before. One Give final note: GD freedom back. This is fascism. Jack, stop screaming. Um, one final note. Because I'm looking at the response uh, to this, uh, the gyms reopening. Uh, this county official said businesses should not be reopening. The shelter in place will be extended and sent out sometime tomorrow. Uh, people should not be planning to reopen unless stated otherwise by the county. Why is the donut shop open, but the guy, the gym is not? And the gym has in detail explained how they're going to keep everybody safe. Yeah, yeah, you have to be a certain amount apart. They're going to wipe down all the machinery. But seriously, has anybody answered that question? Why could I take my kids to get ice cream, but the bookstore next door is closed? Why? Don't give me books aren't essential. Food, ice cream is not essential. That's a BS reason. That is not an argument. (laughs) <laughs> donuts are not essential either just because they fall into the category of food so it's just it's just a stupid kind of mistake of bureaucracy well and what the where the rubber meets the road to me is that the whole donuts yes uh books no thing it, that's just it's sloppy it's dumb but you can't be sloppy dumb and even more angering to me cavalier and snide a uh, cocky uh, about taking away people's constitutional rights. Back to pretty, pretty Gavin Newsom of Cal Unicornia. Barking, the virus doesn't take the weekend off, so we're closing all the beaches and all the park. No, 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 you don't suspend the Constitution and our most cherished rights with that tone of voice, mister. You explain carefully and humbly why it's necessary for an extremely limited time. You apologize from the depths of your soul and explain how it's the worst thing you've ever had to do and you're going to change it the second you think it's safe. Even then, I think you're probably wrong. But God dang it, if you don't take that tone, son, you're going to see people by the hundreds of thousands ignoring your orders and streaming onto the beaches, into the parks, and opening their businesses with two middle fingers raised in the air, Pointed at you, and you'll have deserved it. Yeah, and it'll, and it'll make you look weak. So you might want to be uh, make it look like it was your decision. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> about to lose all control, handsome. Yeah, have you ever lost control of like a group of kids or something? Like that? I mean, it's just. <laughs> you yep. Wanna, you know, you, you want to make it look like it was your decision to let all these people run onto the beach. Um, uh, Trump's going to leave the White House for the first time in almost two months. He's going to Arizona. The governor thinks he knows why. That, among other things, like deal breakers on dates, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think there's a specific reason uh, that he wants to come to Arizona. I don't know that that's public, uh, and it's not my role to disclose it. I thought that was weird. That's the governor of Arizona, who's an interesting dude. I uh, generally like what he has to do. But So the president's leaving the White House for the first time in two months. I didn't realize he hadn't gone anywhere in that amount of time because of corona, obviously. And he said, I think, I think I'm going to Arizona next week, and we look forward to that. And I'm going, I hope, to Ohio very soon, he told reporters yesterday. 
And so there you had the governor of, of Arizona saying, I think I know why he's coming. I think I know, but I'm not going to say. Which is The president loves iguanas. So, Which is just kind of a weird, uh, I know something you don't know power play, I guess. Uh, I mean, if there is some uh, uh, per- secret announcement, or I was trying to, what, what, what is he gonna? He's gonna dump Pence for that guy. <laughs> or, right. I don't think so. Was there some? I don't know. Some secret to... big reason that he's leaving the White House for the first time in two months and going to Arizona? get the f out of the house, man. <laughs> I gotta get out of the house. Yeah, I just I was thinking, where's warm this time of year? That's all I care about. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's that's kind of odd. Oh, speaking of governors, oh man, now, I know we're kind of crowded this segment, but. Have a uh, a great clip of the insufferable governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, caught in yet another one of his hypocrisies. Oh my God, is he a treat! If you don't know his act around the country, uh, it's it's worth staying tuned. I've teased this about a thousand times, so I probably ought to get to it at some point. And that's um, what are deal breakers when it comes to dating? But first, we want to tell you about Simply Safe, just because this is a heck of a good idea. Uh, it well, it's the best idea for home security. U.S. News and World Report named Simply Safe the best overall home security of 2020. The best. Yeah, I would say it's everything you want from a home security system, the traditional ones with the sensors and the doorbell alerts and the cameras, whatever you need. Uh, but it's none of the negatives. This is the best. Simply Safe. Yeah, order it online, set it up yourself in under an hour. Your home is protected 24-7 with emergency dispatch for break-ins, fire, and more. About 50 cents a day, no contract. You're not locked in for years on something that turns out you don't like, which happens with a lot of systems. Zero installation cost. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. Simply is spelled with two I's. S-I-M-P-L-I. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong so they know we sent you. Uh, it's absolutely, I've done it myself. It's so easy to set up, effortless. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Uh, great uh, story about a prominent journalist calling out another prominent journalist over the Me Too movement and Joe Biden. We'll get to that coming up a little yes. bit later. But uh, they did this survey of 2,000 Americans and discovered that over half would to end a first date early if their date showed up in a dirty car. They consider that more or less a deal breaker. Oh. I'd never thought about that before. I've certainly never done it before. Right. But it really is. And I think I think oh, generally yeah. I know we're not supposed to be this old-fashioned and patriarchal and talk about gender and all that sort of stuff. But I think generally we're talking about a guy picking up a girl in a car, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, but either way, day. man. She picks me up, and her car's, like, got garbage all over the place and everything. Well, is it, it. We're done. Is it, like, dirty on the outside or, like, messy cluttered? Because I think those are two separate. Like, does my car just need a wash, no. or do I have a, a mattress on the back seat? <laughs> <laughs> um, blah, 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 blah. The study, uh, whether it's old food wrappers, dirty blankets, okay. or expired drinks, yeah, 68% yeah. of those with messy cars are completely embarrassed to have people in the car given its filth. You got a bunch of crumpled beer cans on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Only 50%? Boy, th- this next statistic makes me angry because this attitude has driven me crazy my entire life. I am not this person. I, uh, I, I tend toward neatness. Nearly a quarter say they avoid cleaning their cars because they know it'll just get messy again anyway. <laughs> I have lived with enough people with that attitude. And you you will never win in that situation. Yeah, yeah that's not how that works. What's the point of cleaning the kitchen? It just gets dirty again anyway. Uh, yeah. you will, what, you, what you guarantee with that attitude, of course, 
is having a perpetually dirty whatever it is we're discussing. What you guarantee is more time to do stuff that you want if you're not wasting it cleaning (laughs) something that's never going to be clean. Ugh. Uh, 41% don't think it's at all important to have a clean car. Well, you bunch of uh, filth uh, mongers, go hang out with each other. I think if if you, I'm just I'm speaking to you, ladies, ladies. Some guy who shows to pick you up from a first date in a car that's not clean does not give a crap about you. No, right? <laughs> does not give a crap because I mean that's that falls into the category of the least you can do. Right? The car ain't the point. No, no it's, it's the not. caring that's the point. We call that a leading indicator. There's probably yes. a lot of other things that he is ignoring and, and he, well said. Yes. Uh, top five things Americans would rather not clean along with their cars. Number five, bathtub. Number four, toilet. Number three, kitchen sink. Clean the kitchen sink. Number two, dusty shelves. I don't do that very often. And number one, dishes. I don't mind doing dishes, actually. Um, bathtub. Don't you have to clean the bathtub before every bath? Of course, I got kids. We take baths still. Yeah, no, I, I like vacuum out my bathtub once uh, every two months just because it got a little dusty because nobody ever uses right, it. It's right, the right. inevitable suburban home garden tub. Sean, have you noticed that one of the one of the downsides of being on the taller end is you see the tops of things that other people don't see? Oh, for sure. I know that like I can be in somebody's house and, boy, you don't ever see this, do you? I'm looking down <laughs> on the top of this, and it's disgusting. <laughs> see all that? <laughs> Normally, Jack, you look down on people, so that's different. Yeah. Don't invite anybody over six foot to your home if you're not going to dust there. That'd be my suggestion. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Set me free. Remind you once again. This year, Cinco de Mayo falls on Taco Tuesday, and it was ruined by a Mexican named beer, Corona. Uh, Not literally, but what? But it, uh, I can't believe that the year that Taco Tuesday lands on Cinco de Mayo, we're not going to get to go out to Chevy's and wear hats and drink fake margaritas. It's just disappointing. It's heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking. Right. So in the great state of Illinois, where I grew up and went to school and the rest of it, the current uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker, Democrat, um, is uh, being lost, uh, being sued by a couple of different state lawmakers who are saying, hey, your new uh, stay-at-home order is is unconstitutional, it's unjustified, and we're suing you. Um, I wish they could get that going in Cal Unicornia, whether there's a one-party system like the Soviet Union in China. Um, but so a couple of lawsuits going on, and then I thought this was absolutely delicious. So, uh, Gumber uh, Pritzker announces there can be no unnecessary travel. It is banned. Meanwhile, his old lady, the lovely Mrs. Pritzker, decides she'd be happier on the sunny shores of Florida. So she flies to Florida, and a reporter asked the governor about that. Well, first of all, I want to say that in politics, it used to be that we kept our families out of it. You know, my official duties have nothing to do with my family. <laughs> so I'm just not going to answer that question. It's inappropriate, and I find it reprehensible. <laughs> I find something reprehensible, Governor, but it's not the question. Yeah, it's hard to say what's going on there. It might be the just the classic... We the powerful do what we want. Right. The rules are for you. It also could be, 
You want me to start with a list of things my wife does that I wish she didn't do? Here, number one. <laughs> you think I have any ability to stop my wife from doing anything? I, I think in the case of the governor and uh, Hyatt Hotel Air, um, uh, it's it's more uh, restrictions for thee, but not for me. It's like that great email we got from a lady in the Bay Area, California, who's they're not letting their lawn mowing gardener come by and, and mow their lawns. And they're old folks. It's just idiotic. And yet Nancy's palatial estate and, and Diane Feinstein's, and I'm sure they're getting taken care of, and they're getting their hair dyed, and they're getting their nails done, and the rest of it. The rest of you, though, you paupers, you peasants, the restrictions are for you. Now shut up and obey. So we uh, followed the whole Joe Biden thing a little bit earlier in the show. We could get into that again, I suppose. The sexual assault allegations, the specifically? Se- the sexual assault allegations and the media coverage of it, which are the, the kind of the same and kind of different stories. Glenn Greenwald, who's a really interesting journalist, I mean, because what his politics are, I don't really even know. Um, um, but he comes down on different sides of different issues all the time. Sometimes I agree with him, sometimes I don't. He was the one that got... Edward Snowden stuff, or was he Julian Assange's stuff? I get those two mixed up. No, Snowden, uh, Snowden went to Glenn Greenwald, and that was the the initial filter through which Snowden was trying to put out his information through. Anyway, at, uh, that's where I first heard his name, and uh, since he uh, he weighs in on a variety of things, do you know who Chris Hayes is? Chris Hayes is the guy on MSNBC who took over Chris Matthews' slot. He's incredibly annoying. Really? I, I, I find him to be the most palatable of the people all day long on that channel. See the bespectacled guy? Yeah. He is bespectacled. Maybe I just caught him at a bad moment. Uh, Chris ha- Green- Glenn Greenwald tweeted, Chris Hayes has been one of the media's most virulent, relentless, and arguably effective Trump critics, an all-consuming loathing for the president. But hashtag fire Chris Hayes was trending because he covered the sex assault allegations against Biden. Shows what MSNBC has cultivated. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah, that well that that is, you know, it gets it's being cultivated in media outlets all across the country on huh? the the you 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 can't say anything even slightly negative about your side or you get right. killed for it and people demand your job. Right. Um, and it happens to us. So I was uh perusing the internet and somebody that I respect said, "Boy, the argument in the USA today today uh, for Biden against his accusers, the best I've heard so far. So I thought I'd take a look at it, and it is pretty good. So I don't know if you know the story. This Tara Reid woman claims that Vice President Joe Biden uh, pushed her up against the wall and stuck his fingers in her uh, back in 1993. And uh, she more or less kept her mouth shut. She complained to a couple of people. She didn't go public with it, really. Her story has evolved a little bit over time, which is the point of the USA Today or, uh, opinion piece. It's from a guy named Michael J. Stern, who is a, spent 28 years as a state and federal prosecutor and prosecuted a lot of sexual assault cases. And his headline is, Why I'm Skeptical About Reed's Sexual Assault Claim Against Biden. Um, and goes through some of the points. Now, some of the stuff, not as convincing. I don't know. The, the, the reporting... She waited 27 years to publicly report her allegation that Biden sexually assaulted her. And he said victims sometimes do that. But she did She did a year ago sit down with a reporter and say that she 
that Biden rubbed her neck and kissed her hair or something like that and didn't mention the penetration stuff mm. and uh, then came forward a year. And that was like at the height of the Me Too movement where you'd have thought you'd have felt comfortable with that or you're already with the reporter. But, you know, you don't know. People that are victims of these crimes, they're shell-shocked. They got PTSD. You don't know what. Here's some stuff that's a little better. Yeah, but it's that's a little odd, though. But go on. Yeah, this is the stuff that matters more to me. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, people who contradict Reed's claim. After the alleged assault, Tara Reed said she complained about Biden's harassment to Marianne Baker, Biden's executive assistant, as well as top aides Dennis Toner and Ted Kaufman, all people that work for Biden. All three Biden staffers have just told the New York Times that she made no complaint to them. And they did not offer the standard, I don't remember any such complaint. The denials were firm. She did not come to me. If she had, I would remember her, Kaufman said. Toner made a similar statement. And from Baker, I never once witnessed or heard of or received any reports of inappropriate conduct by Biden, period. She said such a complaint, if Reed had made it, would have left a searing impression on me as a woman professional and as a manager. So she spe- Tara Reed specifically named that she told those three people, and all three of them say, absolutely not. You know, you'd have to believe they're covering for a guy that they worked for 30 years ago, all three of them to that extent. Yeah, that's either monumental and and bold-faced lying um, or or it's sincere, and it sounds sincere to me. A missing formal complaint. Reed told the Times that she had filed a written complaint against Biden with the Senate Personnel Office, but the Times could not find any complaint. When the Times asked Reed for a copy of the complaint, she said she doesn't have one. Yet she maintained and provided a copy of her 1993 Senate employment records. It's odd that Red Reed kept a copy of her employment records from 30 years ago, but not did not keep a copy of a complaint documenting criminal conduct by a man whose improprieties changed the trajectory, trajectory of her life, she says. Mm-hmm. It's equally odd the Times was unable to find a copy of the alleged Senate complaint. I find both of those two arguments pretty damning. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not incontrovertible, but pretty damning. Right. They certainly leave you in a place where you can't reach a conclusion that the guy's rapey. There's just um, not enough there. Right. I'm I'm a lot more concerned about the fact that I actually think he has severely diminished intellectual capabilities from age-related uh, infirmities. I'll read I, one. I, I don't know that he... I'm not going nuts. <laughs> he, has, he has that aphasia we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, uh, perhaps, um, you know, dementia, I don't know. I mean, that's the problem. Uh, the lie about losing your job, it goes on in the USA Today from this former prosecutor. Reed told the union that Biden wanted her to serve drinks at an event. After she refused, she felt pushed out and left Biden's employment. The newspaper said last April, but Reed claimed this month in her Times interview that after she filed a sexual harassment complaint with the Senate personnel personnel office she faced retaliation and was fired by biden's chief of staff leaving a job after refusing to serve drinks at a biden fundraiser is vastly different than being fired as retaliation for filing a sexual harassment complaint with the senate the disparity raises questions about reed's credibility and the account her account of the events i would say yeah yeah Uh, and then finally memory lapse reed has said that she cannot remember the date time or exact location of the alleged assault i don't know how common that is um, except that it occurred in a semi-private area in corridors connecting Senate buildings. After I left the Justice Department, I was appointed by the federal court in Los Angeles to represent in, in 
um, uh, defendants. The first thing that comes to mind from my defense attorney perspective is that Reed's amnesia about specifics make it impossible for Biden to go through records and prove he could not have committed the assault because he was somewhere else at the time. For instance, if Reed had alleged Biden assaulted her on the afternoon of June 3rd, 1993, Biden might be able to prove he was on the Senate floor or at the dentist. Her memory lapses could easily be perceived as bulletproofing a false allegation. That's his claim. Right. Right. Uh, so, yeah, and then you combine that with the fact that uh, this Tara Reid has for some time been um, like a, a an acolyte, a, a, a worshiper of Vladimir Putin. Well, yeah, let me read that part he mentions it in the USA Today article. Her love of Russia and Putin. During 2017, when Reid was praising Biden, she was condemning Russian leader Vladimir Putin's efforts to hijack American democracy in the 2016 election. This changed in November 2018. When Reed trashed the United States as a country of hypocrisy and imperialism, and not a democracy at all, but a corporate autocracy, Reed's distaste for America closely tracked her new infatuation with Russia and Putin. She referred to Putin as a genius with an athletic prowess that is intoxicating to American women. Well, I've seen him score like half a dozen goals against the pros. Then there's this gem. President Putin has an alluring combination of strength with gentleness. His sensuous image projects his love of life, the embodiment of grace while facing adversity. Is this like women's Putin erotica? I don't know. In March 2019, Reid essentially dismissed the idea of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election as hype. She said she loved Russia and her Russian relatives, and like most women across the world, I like President Putin a lot. His shirt on or off. Okay. All right, then. <laughs> so do you think she's just being <laughs> We're paid? We're through here. But do you think she's just being paid by Russia? Ah, uh, that's not out of the question. It's not out of the question. No. I mean, look how much attention it's gotten already. I mean, she made a, might have made it up 100%, although there are people who said that she came to them at the time and said that. Of course, right. you know, Putin's allegedly the richest man on earth. He could have spread a little money around, but I don't know. Again, I'm, but so, I just... But it gets to... So the the, the women's, uh, the, you know, the, the hashtag MeToo crowd is, I think, and this is appropriate, really upset that Biden hasn't addressed this on microphone, that he hasn't stepped forward and said something. But right. what does he say? What would you say if you're him and you're innocent? I didn't do it. I would never do anything like that, and I don't know why she's saying that. Uh, I wish her well, but it's untrue. And you just got to say it personally. And then you he turn around does. and walk away from the microphone? Yeah. Or do you take yep. questions? Uh, you got to take questions. Hmm. I think yeah, you I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, Tara Reid, different spelling, is the hot blonde woman from American Pie, Sharknado, and the Big Lebowski. Yeah, different person. Although yeah. this Tara Reid, very attractive. This Tara Reid also incredibly attractive. Back in '93, when she yeah. was working for Biden, for whatever reason, she's got glamour shots out there. These days, as she's pleasuring herself to pictures of Vladimir Putin, <laughs> you know, she's definitely a middle-aged gal. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, look at so, pictures of Putin wrestling a tiger and just getting all turned on, riding a rhinoceros shirtless. Oh, tell me again about the polonium. <laughs> oh boy so uh so ends that discussion the problem with joe biden is that he's he's uh, his his faculties are are leaving him not a joke um <laughs> and if and, you're and, a trump fan i don't think you want to drive biden out of the race i don't think that would be to your benefit no i think uh, i have a pretty good feeling you know whenever i make a prediction this is one of my new things i try to give you my level of certainty as well Okay, it's just responsible. I have a 
78% level of certainty. 78%? That's very specific. That Joe, you know, my uh, my other thing, Jack, is that uh, Judy will ask me how long she thinks I ought to microwave something, and I'll say 22 seconds. Because <laughs> I just, I have this sense that 20 is, is too short and 25 gotcha. is too long. It's, I'm a very precise a man. That's right, Joe. I can, uh, but any- <laughs> I can only stop the microwave on even numbers. Can't stop, can't stop the microwave. Uh, really? That's like my only OCD tendency I think I have, but it just it really You mean you can't me. set it or? Set it or stop it. So you won't ever set it for 17 seconds? Oh, no, God. No. Or 31. 16 or really? 18, yes, but not 17. Really? Yeah. How odd. Yeah, I anyway, I have a 78% level of certainty that the Joe Biden campaign will be an utter train wreck as it becomes more and more clear um, his uh, inabilities. His age-related inabilities, disastrous. So and I'm not. So I'm not wishing for it in particular. I I tend to vote on the right side. So tend. it's similar to back when you used to say Barack Obama's not a foreigner; he's a socialist. Right. So you're not saying keep your eye on the ball. People. Joe Biden's not a rapist. His mind is gone on him. Right. Okay. Yeah. Keep your keep your focus on the important thing, my friends. Got you. More on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But Joe is right. America's meme great uh, game is at its all-time height. Clearly. I was just watching a couple of women uh, act out uh, the Anderson Cooper mayor of Las Vegas conversation. They were just, (laughs) like, you know, pantomiming the voices and acting them out. It was fantastic. Yeah. Really entertaining. Yeah, this is the golden age of memes, even as the economy crumbles. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Cannibalism the, is coming, but at least we're entertained. Oh, yeah, not like clandestine cannibalism out back in the shed. We're talking on the streets. People just attacking each other and gnawing on each other. We're, we're days away from that. Um, so the, uh, we have three short clips for you on the theme of the economy and getting back to normal and, uh, you know, is it a good idea and how fast, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the first is uh, Jared Kushner, host of Jared Kushner's Rock Hour. <laughs> As a, Oh, that was Don uh, Kushner, wow. sir. Wow. Uh, very obscure old rock and roll joke. So we've got Jared Kushner, then we got Larry Kudlow, and then a note of caution from Dr. Fauci. Sean, hit it. And I think you'll see by June, a lot of the country should be back to normal. And the hope is, is that by, by July, uh, the country's really rocking again. Do we need another stimulus package? I think the second half of this year is going to grow. Big snapback. I'd like to see a more incentive-minded approach that'll get this economy roaring. We'll come out of the chute in the second half and go right into 2021 with a very positive rebound. Oh. If we are unsuccessful or prematurely try to open up and we have additional outbreaks that are out of control it could be much more than that it could be a rebound well that's why we have to do it in a smart way dr fauci and and the states that have had uh much more liberal policies which is an ironic uh, choice of words given the way these things usually go um have actually done quite well 
Uh, there, there is just not compelling data to support the hardcore lockdown model. Now, I understand why it's, uh, you know, better safe than sorry in the view of politicians who will be held accountable for the dead people, but because Americans are scared, they won't be held accountable for the crushing of the economy. But, man, we got to have better balance. But now we have the weird situation of where, obviously, the media is rooting for the economy to stay bad through the presidential election. Right. And if the coronavirus would help it stay bad. So, well, and there's the no need... doubt that that is either act, being actively worked upon in journalism or at least subconsciously. Well, the absolute reflexive uh, opposition of anything Trump's in favor of among 90% of the media. So if Trump says we need to start reopening and get the economy going, there's a fever pitch in America's newsrooms to come up with reasons why that's a terrible idea. It's just ridiculous. The numbers out today, almost 4 million more Americans filed for unemployment benefits, putting the number at a little over 30 million in six weeks, which is a a record among all-time records in the history of record-keeping. Yep, Um, yep. Oh, hey, getting back to the business thing, I mentioned this yesterday, I'll probably mention it again tomorrow, but uh, take note of who's uh, sponsoring your favorite radio shows and, and give them your business. Uh, these are incredibly tough times in media. We're not going to whine about that because you're having tough times too. But, you know, if you if you do need goods and services, take note. Who supports your favorite shows and, and you support them? We would be profoundly grateful and so would a lot of great business people who employ a lot of great of your friends and neighbors and your crappy friends and neighbors too. But the point is small business is the backbone of America. Your crappy friends deserve a job, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody jump in here. I'm just not even making sense. Crappy friends, crappy neighbors. Yeah. They got crappy jobs, but it gets them crappy money. And they're grateful to have it so they can rent their crappy place. Oh, uh, boy. We have more of something, I suppose. Maybe. Uh, I, don't I don't know. I got more economic numbers, but I don't know if I want to say them. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> 